so I've I've just oh wow I have just made the trailer public and suddenly I'm shitting myself because now I have to actually go ahead and do this and the idea of actually putting myself out there it's just yeah I'm having proper panics about it but I'm going to do it I'm going to stick with it and see see if it helps I don't I genuinely don't think it can do any harm but fuck Hello and welcome to episode two of the podcast Bear Bears, the podcast where I talk about my mental health with regard to my body image and I might mention my weight loss journey from time to time. So you may have noticed two differences with this podcast. Firstly, new theme music. This was designed by my, designed and produced by my lovely friend Toby Riding. It was actually for another project, but that project doesn't go ahead anymore. Uh, and was very, very short-lived, so I thought I would repurpose it, because I do think it's a great piece of music. The other thing you will have heard is a short clip uh, of me talking before I actually welcomed and introduced you, and I think that that's kind of the way this podcast is going to go. I am going to record bits throughout the week, and then when I come to edit them together, I might give you a short introduction, and then there might be a bit in the in the middle somewhere where I play those clips throughout the week. Because I think it's important to document my my thought processes and, and what I'm going through and the kind of things I'm thinking. So that's 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 how this is that's how this is gonna go. I'm very open to hear your opinion on that, whether you think that's a, that's a good idea or a bad idea. Do you know, I, I would love you to to tell me what you think. But uh, anyway, on with today's podcast. So I want to talk about exactly what is going on. And that's all around body image issues, my body image struggles. Because body image struggles, are they're a universal challenge that... They can they can profoundly impact anyone, like regardless of gender, background, sexual orientation... And for many, it's it's this pervasive influence of the media, with it, it, the glossy magazines and the digital platforms. I feel like these have cast a shadow on the way we perceive ourselves, and it certainly cast a shadow on the way I perceive myself. I I often find myself confronted with images of chiselled physiques and hairless torsos with six-pack abs. That's this is what seemed to be defined as the ideal. And in this world where perfection is, is often airbrushed and, and filters are used constantly, I have to try to remember that the, the beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and forms. But, but the pressure to conform to a narrow standard has completely eroded my my self-esteem and it it triggers this this cycle of negative self-talk that that just continues to perpetuate the issue yet weirdly the the kind of men i find attractive don't have six packs and like me they aren't what society would deem as perfect yet to me they are so i i don't like it on myself but i i like it on others 
And I, I just, I kind of think that's a bit strange now and again. And the same goes for women. Because even as a gay man, I can appreciate the, the sexual attraction of a woman. And what I would consider attractive doesn't fit the, the, the societal norms. And now, to be fair, it is getting better, but I'm not. And it, it doesn't matter that the these media portrayals are, are just one facet of the... Of diversity it's our bodies carry our unique stories and experiences and personalities so by embracing my body flaws and all that's what i'm really struggling with and it's not just about the magazines either and their airbrushed images if you look at shop windows they are they're adorned with mannequins that don't have a waist bigger than a 28 and and in recent times some shops have started putting plus size mannequins in their windows for their women's clothes but their men clothes still have the stomach chiseled models that are once again perpetuating these unrealistic goals for many of us and i often get confused about why society is happy to say plus size women are sexy yet there's never any mention that plus size men are and some some magazines do try and do that often do it badly uh, a few years ago gq bought out the the plus sized edition and had what they considered to be images of plus sized men on the cover and in the centerfold and they weren't they were still these men with six packs now thankfully social media like kind of had a go at them about it and they took down the the post from the website, but obviously they couldn't take back the the magazines that had already been printed. But they took down the the website images, and to be honest, I actually don't know if they ever if they ever gave an apology or an explanation. But it, but it doesn't matter. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. This isn't what a plus size model is. But but why isn't it okay to say that plus size men are attractive or are sexy? The way it is that society has started saying plus size women are. There was an article I read um, years ago for part of a course that talked about what is attractive. And it said that as adolescents looking to sow our seed and have fun, we hunt for models because we're looking for fun, not procreation. Yet when it comes to creating a family and a legacy, we look for larger companions. And apparently it goes back to caveman times and, and it's an inherent instinct in us all. A larger man means that he can he can hunt well and he can feed himself and, uh, and his family uh, and that he has fat stores to last a few days without food. And a larger woman is more likely to better carry a child, um, successfully give birth to a child and also be able to protect them as they grow. And to me, this is just bullshit because anybody that believes this hasn't met my mother. She is she's seven and a half stone and she's five foot one. And I defy anyone to get past her if she thought they were going to hurt me. So this theory doesn't just doesn't stand up. Uh, even more so because for especially as long as I've been sexually active, skinny twinks interest me about as much as cutting my own foot off with a rusty blunt saw that's been dipped in ebola i i would much rather go for the larger men and i always have even as an adolescent but this 
it's not just about weight though or weight loss in fact this whole thing is far from about weight loss weight loss is just a a small part of it because i think even if i was some adonis whose instagram feed looked like an abercrombie and fitch catalog i think i'd still be unhappy with something so what i need to do is i need to accept what i look like and i need to love that image and i think doing that could be a powerful act of self-love and also an act of defiance against these unrealistic expectations um, and it's going to stop me having negative thoughts i do sometimes have this desire to to conform to these narrowly defined standards of attractiveness but knowing that i can't weaves a nasty fucking web of self-doubt that gets it gets intensified by by the, the depiction of the perfect male in mainstream and and social media and these negative thoughts and emotions when i leave them unchecked and just say i just say right this is how it is so let's just get on with the fucking day well leaving it like that these feelings can evolve into this deep scented deep seated sense of of despair that manifests as depression and i don't use that word lightly there's a fine line between feeling depressed and feeling sad one one can be depressed without having an official diagnosis of clinical depression because how our problems affect us differ from person to person for example i i have a, a very high pain threshold um, walking around for two weeks on a broken ankle and falling asleep during tattoos or piercing my own nipple proves this. But due to various conditions, I spend every day in pain. But it doesn't stop me and doesn't cause me depression. I can get past that and I can carry on and live my life. But my size, well, that does bring a deeper sadness. And that's what I consider to be depression for me because I struggle to cope with it. Currently, my, my coping mechanisms is to put on a smile and pretend like everything's okay. The whole fake it until you make it syndrome. And I, I absolutely hate that, I detest it. Because I don't want to fake it, because faking it doesn't deal with it. And the next time these feelings appear, they're just that little bit worse. And this constant barrage of comparisons in my head between what what society has told me is the perfect body compared to what I look like combined with the fear of not meeting these societal standards well that's gradually eroded any form of self-worth that I have and it, it contributes to a sense of isolation I, I know I'm not alone but sometimes I, I feel like I am Sometimes it feels like I'm the only person in the world going through what I'm going through. And those days are the worst. Those are the days that I decide I hate people because it's people that make me feel like this. They don't. Of course they don't. But why would I blame myself when I can blame someone else and give myself an excuse to not have to deal with it? And it's that not dealing with it 
that I need to work on first. I need to work on dealing with the feelings effectively so I can free my head up to work on loving myself because I really don't right now. I told a friend a while back about all this and they brought up the age-old saying. I told a friend that I didn't love myself. They, they brought up this age-old saying of how can, if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else? Well, I'd lay down my life for my family and some of my friends. And I know I would. I know I would stand in front of somebody. I know I would step up and protect them. I, I would do anything for my family and most of my friends. And you don't do that if you don't love someone. I don't care who you are. You have to have some kind of affection, some kind of love for someone if you're prepared to do that. I know how much I love my husband and my friends. So that saying, it's, it's bullshit. Fuck that saying. But it still doesn't help that I don't love myself. So, so what can I do to to overcome this hatred of my own body? So I have this plan. I think my first step towards healing lies in embracing some kind of shift in, in self-perception. I think by acknowledging that my worth extends far beyond my physical, physical appearance and challenging any notion that my value is solely determined by how well I fit into that narrow society-defined definition of attractiveness will really help. So I'm going to start by making a list and checking it twice. Yes, I'm already getting prepared for the season. A list of positives about me. Now, I might write a few. I might only write one a day, but I, I, will, I, I will definitely write down at least one a day. And I am going to write them down so that when these negative thoughts arise, I can, I can counter them with affirmations of my own inherent worth. And I, I can challenge this critical inner voice that keeps shouting, you're, you're too big to do that. No one wants to see you. No one wants you to leave the house because you're, you're just an embarrassment to society. Now, this is only a first step. I, I think it might work. It might not. But I'm going to give it a try. Because that's what this is all about. It's trying the different things to see what helps. And it's getting feedback from you. You may have advice or, or hints and tips that, to say, do you know what, look, don't do that. Try this. Or when that works, try this as well. Do you know, there's a hundred different things that I could be trying, and I might not know all of them. But, you know, this is what you're there for. You're there to help me and to, to work these things out. So next time you hear me in the next episode, I hope I have a list of positives, and some of them I might share with you. So I think that's it for this podcast. As I said in the first, in the very first podcast, this is... Sometimes they're going to be quite short. Sometimes they might be like 20 odd minutes. I'm going to cap it at 30 minutes. I will not go over the 30 minute mark because I don't want to bore the shit out of you. 
I would love to hear from you. You can find me on social media. The All the details will be in the show notes. You can email me at hello at 12reasonswhy.com. That's the word 12, not the number. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love your feedback on, on how you think you can help, how you think I'm doing, or even just share what you're going through. If you're going through something similar, I'm, I'm happy to listen. But trust me, I don't have many answers but i think it's good to just share our feelings with each other from time to time so if you want to share do do please get in touch Uh, and again just a quick reminder this is not a professional podcast i'm not using any professional equipment you may have heard various beeps going off in the background that's my computer giving me lots of little notifications that I tried to turn off but can't so do you know what you can just put up with it because that's the whole purpose of this it's very amateur it's very hard it's from my heart and it's very raw and I'm not prepared to go and spend a fortune on podcasting equipment when you know I just don't think I need it that's not what this is about I don't want to be a professional podcast I want it to be I want it to remain amateur because that that's what it's going to be this is this is about me coming from a good place so i will see you and speak to you all next time until then bye bye